Alrighty, hello everyone uh, out there, cyberspace, airwaves, and whatnot. This is Vigilance Node 33.8. Um, I will start off by saying um, that I'm sorry if this is a bit unorganized. I'm actually literally just jumping into this headfirst, never did anything like this, um, but trying it out, have been thinking about doing it for a while. And so this recording will be an, kind of an introduction of like who I am, where I'm at, what sort of things that I would like to discuss on this channel. And it's kind of like a multi-pronged sort of um, purpose here. So one purpose would be to just kind of have a free-flowing ideas at first uh, I hope I do get some like listeners that would want to engage in a constructive way um, you know mostly probably about politics spirituality some of the major um, topics of our time major things that kind of dictate our reality and whether or not you believe um, in simulation or holographic universe things like that uh, sort of the the terms that would be considered maybe hot button or controversial. Um, that's why this channel is called Vigilance Node, right? So vigilance, um, you know, refers to the concept or the idea of being, you know, aware of aware of what's going on around you, being careful about what's going on around you, and you know possibly perceiving threats, things of that nature. And that's kind of, you know, how I like to view the information that's flying around. There is, you know, kind of this reality, and then there's this alternative reality of disinformation, of purposeful disinformation, of maybe even like levels of miscommunication. Um, and I think it's very important to have discernment about all these topics um, in order to just better understand each other, better be, not necessarily, I mean, I guess better people in some sort of way. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I spend a lot of my time thinking about. And so just kind of, like I said, diving, diving into this and seeing how it goes. Uh, so vigilance and then node, right? So node refers to like a hub of communication. Um, and that's kind of how I view how I guess my mind is working about um, all this stuff I mean as human beings we are all part of this like reality that is made up of frequency we're all basically energetic transmitters and receivers in some sort of way and it kind of mirrors has that whole element of as above so below it's like you see those pictures of like you know the stars and like galaxies and stuff and then up next to like an electro map of like the human brain or of like you know rivers and streams and how everything just seems to kind of mirror each other in some sort of way so what i guess my attempt is to kind of carve out my own little space here of just allowing you know information to flow through because i think this is very important in the time that we're living in right now considering that whatever political leanings you may have, there is certainly a type of, you know, censorship going on of certain topics not being, you know, I guess, 
either socially appropriate or appropriate on on any sort of platform even when you break down to the fundamental level what the arguments are they're innocuous you know but there is some sort of thing happening where um there's some maybe choreographed outside force i don't know uh, again these are kind of topics that i do want to get into and just explore um but on a fundamental level there is certain things that are just now on an institutional level not okay to talk about and i think that is completely adverse to being you know vigilant and being you know part of the community of being humans um i don't want to sound like i'm talking about it in the way that like the communists talk about it um which is another just kind of interesting you know political ideology um but yeah, so yeah, vigilance node, the numbers, the numbers refer to the number 33. The number three is just one of my favorite numbers. And so I kind of like when it's doubled. Um, the eight refers to like my birth number for anyone who's into like numerology. I am not super heavy into numerology, but I do find it very interesting. Um, and you know, numbers are neutral, like numbers are just another type of you know, language. And so I think maybe some people might see the number 33 and, you know, be a little freaked out. I'm not like a Freemason or like into like doing like occult rituals or anything like that. I just really like the number 33. I like the number three fundamentally for some reason. I don't really know why. I've just always kind of resonated with that number. And I also kind of like that eight is my birth number and three is the mirror like like if you it's like a if you were to put a mirror up the next next to the number three it kind of turns into an eight um so i just i think that's you know just a little fun thing um or i guess like what you know southerners would call like a god wink or something maybe um but yeah so that so this is just basically like a call sign you know vigilance node 338 it's like my own little spaceship and, you know, especially with all the alien talk, I guess that's pretty pertinent now. But this is my own little spaceship, and this is, like, kind of just what I'm considering my call sign. Um, my name is Kate. I am 33 years old, female. Um, and, you know, have just kind of different things in, you know, my background that I'm sure I will get into at some point. I'm going to take a quick pause here because I am actually at work. I'm diving into this while I am delivery driving. That's what I do for income right now. So, uh, yeah, let me pause right here. Alrighty, yeah, so, um, yeah, my goal in this is I would like to be able to engage in some these kinds of conversations with people because I think it is just very important to the direction you know, um, I guess maybe society or the wider culture in general is going. Um, and I'm sorry, again, about saying I'm a lot, I will get better at that. I'm just not very organized, just kind of throwing this out there at the moment and seeing what comes of it. So that's uh, kind of leads me to another purpose of this is also for kind of um, health reasons, um, you know, on a personal level of just kind of, I tend to be one of those people that carries around a lot of stuff in their head and 
you know, it just kind of, it can get a little overwhelming and I feel like, like talking about it and just kind of putting it out there and just seeing if someone else wants to engage in conversation with me, um, would, you know, if that, if that happens and I would like that to happen and, you know, I just maybe also just feel better just kind of, um, putting it out there. Uh, you know, also keeping me on track with my physical health because I did have an event last year where I found out I was diabetic. Um, I had was in the hospital in diabetic ketoacidosis and uh, pancreatitis. So that's actually been another just like a concurrent, interesting like journey, I guess, or experience that I've been going through at the moment. Um, because I've basically have to, you know, change 33 years of, you know, certain eating habits, the typical American diet, um, and just not really caring about that. Even, even knowing, you know, even knowing that, that those foods contain things that aren't good for humans to consume, you know, and I think it leads to a lot of societal problems that we're having. Um, and I, you know, just happened to get like a full major dose of that last year where I ended up in the hospital and currently I am, um, doing, well, I do have a couple cheat days here and there, but I'm getting much better at it. Uh, the mastering diabetes method, which I kind of recommend for, for anyone, I guess, like I know everyone has different things that you know, different ways that their metabolism functions. And obviously I have a dysfunctional uh, metabolism where, you know, I've gotten to the point where I actually don't know yet if I am type two diabetic or type 1.5. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, there's actually about, I think eight now different types of diabetes. Um, I mean, that's just kind of how uh, just a huge testament to like how toxic really a lot of the stuff that we put in our bodies without thinking about it is. Um, mastering diabetic, uh, mastering diabetes method is basically um, plant-based, whole food, low fat um, because of the research. It's like one of the, it's the best researched method that I've found and I was like aggressively trying to learn how to reverse this because I'm the type of person that I don't want to be reliant on the Western model of medicine for the rest of my life. And I also don't want to have, you know, like my feet or toes removed or lose my eyesight because that's, you know, a major um, concern for people with diabetes, you know, and, and currently, and well, since this has happened, my blood sugar is, you know, not fully under control, but when I am doing the mastering diabetes method, I do see a very significant decrease in my insulin uh, requirements, which is good because hopefully if I am type 2 diabetic, then I will be able to get off the insulin at some point. And ultimately, the mastering diabetes method should also help me get off of the oral medication uh, as well. So yeah, there's that part you know, of life that also makes me feel very overwhelmed. You know, it was an unexpected event. I am, you know, pretty much just a regular blue collar worker. So going to the hospital and having to be in the ICU and accruing, you know, $125,000 in hospital debt because I don't have insurance because I basically kind of can't afford it paycheck to paycheck style. 
never wanted to be a leech on the system at all, trying to get that all figured out. Um, yeah, just kind of, you know, putting, just being able to put all these, all these thoughts in different, you know, aspects of my reality somewhere. And these types of conversations that I alluded to earlier, you know, the politics, the culture, the everything, I love these types of conversations, you know, like, um, I was never like huge into small talk, you know, um, but I have, you know, no problem. Like I, you know, whenever I would go out anywhere, you know, people just seem to not really have too much problem having a conversation with me. Other people get put off by me. I just kind of have one of those, I don't know, uh, like demeanors where people might think I'm like mean or something. I don't know, but it's just, it doesn't really bother me because what other people like think, unless like, you know, you're a trusted like friend and family, like I, you know, other kind of people that are around, I guess what Bill Burr would call the in the way people, but I mean like, that's just a funny joke. I mean, I don't really, I don't ascribe to the whole idea that you know, human beings are like a virus on this planet and like just destroying everything and we're just like populating out of control and blah, blah, blah. Like in this detrimental way, um, I don't believe in, in, in that really because ultimately it's like the people that like talk like that about human beings are generally people that then try to turn it around and be like, oh, this is why we need to up your taxes so we can pay for this different technology to make to fix what you broke and it's like this is it's also just like gross like and weird um so yeah um that's my little bit of introduction going on i'm gonna see if maybe i'll post this and play with it a little bit like i said i don't know much about this app i actually heard about it through um, a channel called Conspiracy or Just Coincidence, um, which puts up some good, like, info. Like, there's just so much information out there, different viewpoints, and I think all of it needs to be taken into consideration if we're going to be able to, you know, really detail what's going on. Because I, I will, you know, upfront say for anyone who may be listening and, you know, if I, you know, have interested in anyone or whatever of what my political leanings are, I'm definitely, if I had to put words on it right now, because I don't have very much definite reality things um, that I'm like 100% sure about, you know, and like this is exactly, you know, uh, what we need to do or what we need to follow or whatever. Like I just... And I've never really been that kind of person. Um, and I also think that's an important aspect in being vigilant is also being able to be flexible because there's in the definition of vigilant, there is an implication that you must be adaptive. Um, and I think that's important. And I think, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of narratives and there's a lot of um, narratives that seem to repeat among certain groups so I guess if I had to put a specific sort of label on my political leanings, it would be like center right leaning. Uh, I, and I don't even 
libertarian-ish, maybe. Um, and I gotta pause there again real quick. Uh, gotta run into the shop. Hang on one second. Alright, and I'm back. Um, so, oh yeah, political leanings, yeah, definitely, you know, that sort of way. Maybe uh, voluntarism, if I'm saying that correctly, has piqued my interest a little bit lately. Um, I mean, that does come down to what the, you know, on a fundamental level is what the purpose or nature of government really is. Um, and I think those are fascinating conversations because I also don't really think that there's a correct answer. Like it's, if you are going to have a free society or free pe or free peoples, and because I'm not going to say free citizens, and if I slip up and say that, uh, I apologize, but that is an oxymoron. You can't be a citizen of a nation under the, you know, control of a government and, and be sovereign, um, basically. I understand that argument when it comes from kind of the, I guess, anarchy or voluntarism side of it. Um, I'm not an anarchist. I don't... I. A few years ago, like before Trump got in, I was all up in the like anarcho-capitalist versus anarcho-communist uh, Facebook groups, uh, just kind of sort of like stirring the pot in there, trying to figure out what what these ideologies are really all about, you know, and just bringing up, you know, some points and hearing some counterpoints, and it's just, you know, fun watching people get all riled up about their... Um, you know, their political ideologies. Um, because I'm tending to think now lately that kind of reality is a bit different than all these, like, political systems that we put to it. Um, it's just all beginning to feel a little different. It's like, you can go about in your daily life, right, and just be going about it, and there's you know, different systems that you engage with on a daily basis. Uh, money, you know, is a big one. Commerce is a, is a big one, right? Um, which I have, you know, my opinions on, on that. But again, it's kind of another one of those almost unanswerable questions. And I know there are, you know, some people or some sides of thinking saying that, like, no, these are answerable questions. We need to, you know, get rid of... Um, you know, money or whatever. And I think it's important to make the distinctions between, you know, currency and fiat currency. I am not a fan of fiat currency. Um, it, and you know, and anyone who wants to tell you that the central banks don't have some sort of, um, monopoly power and control on a very, large scale is, I think, just basically incorrect and not informed. So when we get down to these discussions about, you know, taxes and like with all the socialists and whatnot, and, you know, basically <laughs> lobbying for the government to take more money from the citizenry, but, you know, it's like the government taking something that is already under a centralized authority control, it's like money is the driver of a, or the current um, global system we have now of the central banking authority um, is already 
communism. Like you're given these little slips of paper, you're given your monopoly money to go and exchange. Do give you tangible things in real life um, that may make your, you know, life better uh, in some way. You know, but you know, I guess when it when it comes down to it, if you know, at some point, economically, we are just overtaken or, you know, destroyed. Basically, if our if our American system is turns into something that is unrecognizable, where you're literally not just, you know, going and doing your job every day and things like that, uh, engage going to the grocery store. I mean, there's so many. It's such a big web with everything tied into it. Um, that's why, that's basically why I wanted to uh, start start this. You know, I heard, um, uh, yeah, the conspiracy or just a coincidence. I just started, I just, I just found this kind of the whole world of, um, you know, conspiracy talk, I guess if you want to call it that, with, you know, the different elements that go along with it in my, and I've been like kind of slowly getting into that, even though I've been one of, one of those people that has kind of been just recognizing this in my own life and then like trying to explain to people what I've been seeing and like most people have no clue what you're talking about. So then when you find like a bunch of channels where people are kind of talking about the same stuff where, that you're observing, uh, it was, it's, you know, it's neat. And I, you know, would like to uh, maybe engage with, you know, some of those people um, you know, if possible, if not, like I said, this is also for like my own mental health around, um, you know, my physical health and yeah, just kind of getting some, you know, emotions and feelings out there and, and yeah, I, you know, I hope, uh, this goes well with that. Uh, and I know I sound unsure again, like I said, kind of diving right in here. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try to, you know, edit this, see what that's all about. So that's just kind of the introduction there, I guess. You know, Vigilance Node 338, call sign here. My name is Kate, um, and I will get back with you guys. Thank you. Hey there again. Uh, Vigilance Node 338 here. Diving back into it. Um, I've been debating in my mind of how much... Um, of my personal life that I do want to start with but you know when the more I think about it the more um, I do want to talk about like my kind of life and experiences uh, which I know may not be the most like hottest of topics you know of just being like a person who's just you know a person and and whatnot but I think it is pertinent for the context of the things that I you know want to talk about I also think that in this um, goal of mine is for the, having this to help with like my mental health and laying it kind of just out there uh, that that's a, you know an important part of it and then also y'all can see kind of just like I guess where my perspectives are formed from because I think that's another important area of when you're listening to all these different types of people who are all, you know, just people with their different experiences and motivations that, you know, it's something to take into consideration um, in, uh, you know, being vigilant. Um, so where to start, you know, is kind of like another 
you know, issue. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm 33, you know, of, I guess, like the millennial group, but I'm like kind of like a cusp millennial. Like we didn't have a computer in my house until I was like 10 and we had like, you know, dial up AOL, you know, and, um, obviously like kind of, you know, TV and all those things. And like being a kid that was, you know, mostly, you know, growing up through the nineties and having all these like advertisements and and you know stuff bombarded at you you know and uh that's you know a certain experience where there's just all this flashy shit that they put in front of your face um so i guess it's like an interesting part of being in that age group you know but for the most part like when i was a kid growing up like yeah i had like a sega that I would play occasionally, but I was more, you know, interested in like being outside and playing outside and climbing trees. So, you know, that's what I did, you know, majority wise. And then, um, you get into like broody, you know, high school years and definitely had that a bit. And, uh, I did go to college. I have a bachelor's in history, actually. Um, I, do really like like patterns and looking at patterns and seeing patterns in the way that humans kind of evolve I guess in a way because I'm not talking about like physically archaeologically because th that's very interesting too but at the time I think I was just trying to understand the world around me better and history is something that I find very fascinating. I also know that when you study history, you do have to have a level of discernment about it. There's that critical thinking element of looking at the sources of information that you're consuming and putting that into the picture as well, instead of taking these things on face value, um, which I think as a society, we've kind of started you know, doing a little bit more that is contributing to some of these situations we're finding ourselves in currently. Um, so I actually, a big focus or a big area of interest I had while I was um, doing my bachelor's was actually uh, communism. I found that very interesting because I actually remember having a very strange thought one day when I was in high school in a history class that felt like it was, it was very strange sensation to have a thought that is so like poignant that it sticks out so much it almost feels foreign like is the best way that I could describe it is that it almost felt like a foreign thought and so that's always stuck with me and through different you know avenues of study and finding information and consuming information you know I'm curious if it was actually like an organic thought that I had or if it was placed there by certain you know whether inadvertent or, or, or overt uh, placement 
indoctrination style. Um, and the thought was, well, if everything is just so messed up, right, in the world, why don't we just have a one world government or system that could look out for these problem areas basically kind of like a un style like oh you got messed up stuff with like human rights and stuff in your country well why don't we just send like the un to go fix it and it's like <laughs> like so, and at the time right i'm you know a teenager so i that thought popped in like oh that sounds like a good idea but but then the you know the next thought right after that was like well what does that even mean what would that even look like you know and i think that's kind of what naturally drew me to being interested in what the communist ideology was i never um ascribe like subscribe to being a communist or of that thinking i was just very interested in like the ideology of it so i took some classes on that i mean and the problem with communism is very glaring. It really is. And I got to pause. Sorry, guys. Okay, so yeah, communism. Uh, and sorry, guys, I will get better with the stopping and starting again. Uh, it looks like I could even just not say anything and pause it and then just keep going. But um, yeah, so there are some like glaring problems with communism. And before I kind of jump more into you know, my, like, ideologies and thoughts on it, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, throw around, oh, I have a bachelor's degree, because I <laughs> did not get a good GPA to graduate college. Uh, I partied a lot, but I loved um, my history classes. That's why I picked it as my major. I had no clue what I was going to do with it. Didn't necessarily want to be a teacher. You know, I, I don't know. Kind of like most of my life, I just kind of go where my instincts try, you know, kind of tell me to go. And that's what I got. And I'm, you know, I'm glad I did it. Uh, even though I'm not specifically using it, it is helpful. And the information that I, you know, picked up from learning about other different, his, other, like, historical events um, was great. I, you know, I just went to a state school and I happened to get some really good professors, I think, that did a very good job. Um, like, you know, like I can't even imagine what the kids now are doing and I'm like, you know, just like not much older, but like I could under, I can conceptualize it because of that thought that I was talking about where I'm just sitting in a class absorbing the information and this thought just popped in like, and you know, it was just a, a little weird thing, but so it kind of, you know, just led me towards kind of learning more about it learning more about how you know societies are structured and you know just kind of the nature of things um so the major glaring problem though that is pretty apparent about communism though is that if the end goal is a utopia and this is obviously not anything really original uh that i'm coming up with and other people are like saying it too um but it but it's true that you can't expect to have a society ordered on this idea that everyone is going to work for the common good. Because what does that even mean? Like, what what are you working on 
what like everyone's idea of what we should be doing is different so there's no it's kind of did a wrong maneuver there um there's no real basis for it actually being effectual um because everyone's idea not everyone but different groups of people have different ideas on how things should be run so it really does necessitate and like vast authoritarian structure for like society just to kind of stop what it's doing to be and then all the means of production to be turned over to the workers um it's not a complete theory is really what i what i think the problem is is it's not very complete in its thinking and um and i also do think that it wasn't ever really meant to be what they claim the end result should be uh, i think there's a lot of argument for that so yeah it's you know very debatable what the even intentions of that sort of ideology was and it does seem like it was created in a fashion to so, sort of possibly like call the herd um perhaps because there's, you know, evidence that Karl, you know, Karl Marx was po possibly operating on behalf of, you know, the banks of, you know, the Rothschild conglomerate. And you, the more you look into these families that are interconnected, these world, you know, and it, it's almost like you know, a very interesting timeline right now, you know, like some people would say that we just kind of were dropped here in this space and time. And there was just all these things happening around us that we had no real concept of. But I guess that's just kind of the nature of like being a human and being born. Like you don't have a concept of anything until you're here and you experience some things. Um, so I don't know if that in effect is what the maybe like a veil lifting or something where we do have this interconnectivity of information and we can draw these connections between different you know groups and families whatnot of how they're so interconnected and what types in what in what types of way and how you know their mutually beneficial relationships work and how that impacts the regular people because you know, on a fundamental level, which I probably will say that a lot, if you just break it all down to, you know, resources, there are those that control the resources on the planet. Um, and because they own the centers of, you know, manufacturing and trade, um, and all the, you know, the things in building those systems. So you have these like, you know, uber powerful and rich groups that are, you know, of the like merchant class or higher, um, you know, and what does it all mean? What is it all working towards? And because then you just kind of have, well, what I guess what they would consider like the rabble, the regular people like us that are just participating in this system. And do we really know the, what we're really participating in for the, to the most, for the most part? Um, and that's, again, why I think these uh, conversations are uh, very important. And I know that I'm 
not probably as well researched as some people out there that are talking about this, but that's just why I wanted to start. One of the reasons why I wanted to start doing this is because these are very like observable phenomenon that you don't have to be some like uber scholar to realize that <laughs> to just observe reality. You don't have to be some uber like scholar to do that. Um, and, you know, it's in my belief that regardless of station, like human beings have incredible potential, like that make us individual and make us these incredible beings that are experiencing this reality. I think that for some reason, maybe that's just what it is and that's important and we've let these groups that may not have our interests, best interests at heart, have too much of an influence over our daily lives. And that's where I think the vigilance comes in. Um, and I think that's something that Americans have seen, has, it's diminished amongst our culture. We get caught up in these arguments that really just seem to not matter like i i don't want to diminish anyone's experience but some of these things are just tripping me out <laughs> okay from there you know like i said because this some trippy stuff you know it's some big stuff it's some everything and from there i would like to take a step back and say that you know, everything I've said so far, you could have, you know, so I just imagine someone on the other side being like, well, but that, that stuff, that's, you know, not it, or that's not accurate or, uh, you know, something to that effect. And I, it is difficult for me to put myself in a position of someone who's saying like, who, who, I guess, I guess it's just the difference of if you have the idea, because I'm not even going to say complete, you know, understanding because, uh, you know, I don't have all the all the answers or whatever. But if you if you are viewing all this stuff and how it is structured and uh, interconnected and all that and have and of the idea that it is in some way detrimental, you know, then you're probably talking more like me or there's probably you know, that more defines, I guess, like the conspiracy groups. But if you're just a person going about your, their daily life and they're like, oh, well, this is just how things are structures because, structured because this is how it evolved to be, you know, structured. This is how, you know, human beings have built this system to try to accommodate all the parts, you know, and, and, and the purpose of it is to, you know, serve you know, the people, the parts that create it, you know, in some sort of way. So you don't really kind of view it as being um, maybe detrimental or having some overarching like control system from top down that, you know, dictates most of our life and culture or tries to, um, you know, or at least aspects of reality around us. And I mean, like, it's like, I guess I could see that because I've flip-flopped flip on that for a while of kind of like, well, like, 
just because these things exist doesn't mean that they're inherently, you know, not a good thing, right? Like, you know, the fiat currency, you get it to, you know, you have it to produce, you know, acquire tangible goods, luxuries, you know, food, water, things that you need. But it comes down to like, it is controlled by a central authority that has no government, real real government oversight in practicality. It's like, yeah, sure, you can go on, you know, Wikipedia and it'll tell you that there is a, um, some sort of governmental oversight. Like we have, you know, a, a government appointed, you know, chairman of the Federal Reserve or whatever. And so that's like, oh, it is part of the government. It's like, no, but in practical reality, the decisions that the made at the federal reserve are not made by our government like and if they are they're not made in a like fruitful way playing with like interest like i said it's not backed by anything really tangible or valuable like the 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 paper that the money is printed on is a more of a commodity than like a tangible real commodity than uh, the number that's put on it. Um, Because in reality, if there is an authority that can change the value of that money by manipulating the interest rates, then what what real value does does it have? And how can people work with work with it in a in a way that can be, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to figure out how to phrase this, I guess more beneficial to more people on a wider scale, like, you know, this whole, like, fractional reserve banking and having a banking system that's based off of debt and people being in debt, and what does that mean in reality of being in debt? It means that you are limited in your participation um, and it's based off of like maybe some tangible goods you, you, you know, you you acquire, um, but there's so much of it there at some point, a bottom has to fall out, right? Like at some point, and I guess that's kind of what is dictating the great reset is that they could just say, you know, the people that produce this paper money say, oh, we're not doing that anymore. And then it's valueless. So, I mean, I am a big proponent of using the fiat currency dollars to acquire tangible goods that are practical, real life things, uh, you know, storable food and different, you know, maybe like um, some solar, so like some some sort of solar equipment, you know, and, and, um, different, you know, sort of off the grid things so that when decisions are made that are outside of your control, you're not left starving, basically. You know, I would play this, um, situational kind of, you know, mind game scenario type thing where it's like, you know, what if I had nothing, you know? What if I just had maybe like my car, you know, like, and the fact that more, like more Americans don't view that as a possible reality is actually very concerning considering that 
uh, that would not be abnormal. There are people, there are, that, that's a regularly occurring theme in history where societies rise and fall. Like, and the fact that I have people in my age group basically saying, oh, that's not how it is, that can never happen, is just very telling to how, you know, deep and influential certain, like, I ideas or standards may have become um so yeah I mean so what do we do about it because like I said there's other than that that's the only thing that I could think of doing right now is basically like right now if if we're not going to or if we're even going to try to get away from this these systems that basically have us by the balls you know, it's taking some self-responsibility, you know, and I should have done that long before, um, my, my, you know, event last year with my health happened because I knew it, like I knew it in my brain, but then, you know, you have your life experiences and whatnot and whatever, you know, past shit you're carrying around with you and, you know, things are difficult. It's like not, like the easiest thing in the world sometimes um but then that's you know also why I think you know having some sort of spiritual modality is very important some sort of belief in God um no matter kind of what way you shake it down because I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna hate on anyone that says that you know in whatever manner they worship or whatever, you know, institution they may go to, if whatever they're doing helps them, you know, be a, a more centered person, you know, and having that, you know, contact with some sort of higher being, which, which I generally view as basically just existence, you know, like the, just the, the big question of, it's kind of like, why does any of this exist, right? Um, but then you see, like, how, like, intricate and beautiful it is. And, and then it's, like, kind of like, well, why not? Um, so I actually saw, like, a video a while ago. I'm sure many people have seen it. I think it was kind of viral for a little bit a few years ago of, like, uh, I don't know, some sort of pastor. But basically it was, like, how to explain God to like atheists in like 30 seconds or something and he basically like drew a circle on a whiteboard and was like okay so inside this circle is all the things that you know or anyone knows anyone right now like on the planet everyone collectively this is what everything that is known and outside of the circle is everything that is not known and that's God and that's kind of close to I guess how I would describe it um I'm, you know, I don't like actively meditate or anything like that. And I know people get benefits from it. Um, you know, maybe at some point I'll do it, but I think like prayer and meditation are pretty much the same thing. And I kind of pray a lot, like through my day, like through my day, I am like trying to get, you know, in contact with, you know, the all the all, I guess, and 
you know, asking like, or yeah, just in contact with that. I mean, asking questions, just, you know, kind of trying to resonate with, with that in a protected, loving way. I mean, cause now you got to get into like the whole occult shit. And sometimes when you open yourself up, to, you know, it seems like you could let some, maybe some nasty stuff in there. You know, we always, and we all kind of carry around our like baggage and stuff. Um, but no, just like trying to get in contact with the good parts, the loving parts, you know, of whatever ethereal thing is floating around, you know? So yeah, you know, and I, again, I apologize for like the rambling uh, nature of this right now. Um, and just kind of go in some different directions, making some claims without being like, oh, here's the exact evidence, here's the person that said it or whatever. It'll That'll get hashed out. You know, right now I'm just kind of doing a, like I said before, throwing it out there sort of thing. So I'm going to wrap up this first segment or this first episode here. Uh, I think that's kind of good enough for me for the day, and uh, I will be back with, you know, more. Uh, hopefully I'm going to make this a daily thing. And yeah, like I said before, probably a couple times, I'll just see where it goes. And we'll get into some fun stuff, some fun information. Uh, I have some really interesting books that I've read. I love movies. Um, talking about movies. I was actually a film minor in college. It, uh, not like production wise, but just like... <laughs> analyzing probably like one of the easiest minors or major that you could have uh anywhere is just like watching movies and then writing in an analytical paper on them <laughs> comparing contrasting them um so yeah i mean i also do have some other like practical real life work experience uh after college uh i was an emt i've also been an electrical apprentice a commercial electrical apprentice um kind of Jack of all trades, master of none. There's just so much interesting stuff out there that I could never really put a pin, uh, like a gauge on or put a pin in something exactly like, oh, this is exactly what I need to do, what I need like to do for the rest of my life. Um, just haven't really been able to do that. But I've had some very interesting experiences along the way and some very, you know, fun jobs. Uh, it's all been pretty fun. All been pretty interesting. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. If anyone has gotten to this episode, um, and that will be Vigilance Node 338 uh, signing out.